Hey everybody, Will Howe here with the Roots Rednecks and Radicals Radio Show, and I got another fantastic episode lined up for you today. Before we get to that, I want to remind you to give me a follow on social media, Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't already, that would be fantastic if you did that. And also, wherever you're listening to this episode, if you could like and subscribe to the show, um, you know, every different platform has got a different thing. So, you know, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you're getting this, um, go ahead and uh, like and subscribe, and that'd really help me out quite a bit. I'd appreciate that. So let's get to the show today. I have an interview with songwriter Pony Bradshaw. He is an avid reader who incorporates his love of the written word into his songwriting. He develops characters and settings, giving the listener a glimpse into the life and psychology of his characters. His most recent album is called North Georgia Rounder, and it's a collection of songs based on the people he's had interactions with in his community. It's a follow-up to his last album, Calico Jim, which I also talked to him about a couple years ago, that takes the listener into a fascinating world filled with intriguing settings. I had a chance to chat with him about this album and his songwriting. I hope you dig it. All right. Well, the new record is called North Georgia Rounder, and I'd love it if you could tell us a little bit about the album, maybe the recording of it, where it was recorded, and uh, stuff like that. Okay. Uh uh, we recorded at the same studio uh, that we did Calico Jim in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, called Fellowship Hall Sound. Uh, it's a studio owned by Jason Weinheimer, a good buddy of mine now. And I grew up a couple hours down the road from Little Rock, so it's always felt kind of like a, a home base, even though it's 10 hours from where I live now. So we just wanted to go back and continue on. And, you know, we're even thinking about doing the, the next one there. You know, I, I like to, there's something about not like a, a pronouncement of loyalty, but I just kind of like keeping things sane, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is it, is it like a, like a church building or something? Where, where does the name come from for that place? Well, it was, yeah, it was a defunct church and it was in the fellowship hall area. Okay. He's actually, uh, got a new new studio same name same city but it's downtown now so it's a little different vibe gotcha gotcha yeah. <clears throat> well yeah the um your, your strong songwriting has this really strong sense of place that i, I noticed that on calico gym as well and um i was i was wondering um what is it about um, landscapes and places and, and space and whatnot that uh inspire so many songs for you yeah man you know um uh, growing up I'm I'm 42 now. I'll be 43 early part of next year. <clears throat> so I think I think age and uh, just me growing and I have children. I think place matters more to me now than it did growing up. I was uh, a vagabond for sure back in the day. Even before I played music, I was just living in uh, cities across the country. You know, not just I, I grew up in Texas, but not just Texas. So. I think it has a lot to do with finally settling into myself. And then, you know, I mean, I'm a homebody, so I know a lot of people think I do believe in community, you know, but I'm not like out there doing tons of things. I'm always at home reading. So most people in my community don't even know who I am, you know, but uh, there's something about North Georgia and you know, the geography more than just the people. I write about the people, but it's the geography that uh, keeps me interested, I think. Hmm. What is it about that geography in North Georgia? 
Yeah, I guess I'll talk about East Texas. is very flat. This is this mountainous region. You know, it's the the tail end or the the foothills, the beginning of uh, Appalachia, Southern Appalachia, and the the old history of the Cherokees. I grew up in East Texas, like I said, and uh, there in Oklahoma is where the Trail of Tears ended, and where I live now is where it began. And um, it's just it's just like this. I don't know. I don't like to get all mystical, but it has some kind of weird hold on me i mean it's not just beautiful i mean the nature and all that's beautiful but a lot of a lot of small rural towns are run down as as you probably know so it's not like beauty in that way you know natural beauty though i don't know and i'm very uh very influenced by wendell berry and you know not just his fiction but his his essays and poetry and he really likes to hammer down on that uh, being one with your your home and staying put and that type of thing um it, it does seem like sometimes places feel like they're um uh, kind of haunted like um they're like you just kind of feel there's stories there and there's a history and there's people and whatnot and um yeah it just kind of seems like you're tapping into that kind of a thing yeah it, it doesn't feel like it's going to run out anytime soon for me but it might, you know, I might want to shift and write about something else, but not currently. It 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 does alienate some folks, I'm sure, you know, because it's very specific and very what some people call uh, regionalism. But you know, I I think it can be universal as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I, I heard an interview with uh, Jason Isbell one time, and he said that his mom uh, started telling his family to not tell any stories um, at like the barbecues because they'll end up in a song someday. And uh, <laughs> kind of reminded me of that. <laughs> yeah, my uh, wife. If somebody says something witty and we're out having dinner, they'll be like, "You better watch out. That's going to end up in a song somehow." <laughs> and it, and it, it 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 might. You know, I do I do collect stories from folks and stuff. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's that old tradition of storytelling, though, you know, passing it down, and they morph, the stories shift and change a little bit, because as one person hands it to another, something else is added to it or taken away, you know, like memory. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, you mentioned reading and uh, and a couple authors so far, but... um that's actually one of my questions was that your, your songs seem very um, uh, literary. Like they, they almost seem like vignettes of a book or something like that. Um, I'm, I'm interested in um, for this album, were there any authors that really stood out as um, inspirational for some of the songs? Man, I read so many. I, I didn't really take note of what I was reading while I was writing, you know, but there's a, there's a constant few. One I mentioned already, Barry and this guy, Maurice or Morris is how he, pronounces it but it looks like m maurice m-a-u-r-i-c-e morris manning he's from kentucky as well uh i read a lot of nonfiction as well daniel boone <laughs> biography you know i really can't remember what i was reading when i wrote this though so i can't even right now i couldn't even tell you what songs are on that record <laughs> <laughs> that's all right that's all right yeah are you, are you a big uh steinbeck guy do you like reading steinbeck Oh, yeah, man, I, I love him still, but I remember I, I reread East of Eden, I think, last year. And um, I hadn't read it in like 10 years, but it just it hit me different than it did when I was 30, you know. 
And I remember reading it in high school and hit me a little different then too. So it seems like he's one of those guys you can revisit every 10 years and get a little something different each time. Especially that one. Cause there's such a generational thing to it. Like it, it, it goes over a long oh, yeah. time span, you know? So yeah. 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 To me, that's his, his, his best work. I think he thought so too, but doesn't mean it's the best by the, the mainstream. Who knows what that is? Maybe Grapes of Wrath. I don't know. In high school, we read The Pearl, which is like my least favorite. I don't know why high school curriculum chooses like these weird ones. Maybe because it's not, there's no sex or any vulgar <laughs> things in there. I don't know how they choose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You never know. Yeah, but Steinbeck, yeah, he's, he's, he's one of my, my, favorites for sure always will be i'm sure yeah i love him good west coast guy well the song yeah, uh, definitely foxfire wine um is this, this very evocative tune with uh great atmospheric sounds and the, the the steel guitar and everything and i was wondering if you could uh, tell us a little bit about that song okay i do remember what i was reading when i wrote that song the song it was almost titled song lines uh which is the title of a book by bruce chatwin uh, it's about he wrote nonfiction, and I think a lot of folks categorize him as a travel writer. But it's more than that to most people that read him. Uh, but he wrote about the Aboriginal folks over in Australia and how they would walk these song lines that were so old that their families walked them, and it was—it's really hard to explain. It's—it's it's very very weird you know it's not it's a foreign concept to us americans uh, to treat nature in a trail so you know uh, it's very important to them and um that song came from that and um another book of his that i was reading called patagonia that's one of the reference to the patagonia sands and the first man he believed walked from Patagonia to America, the first man to come to America. So that, that line, first man came north from across the Patagonia sands or something like that. It's, it's not verbatim, but, you know, he mentions that. And then, the, you know, the outro, my, uh, my guitarist is a, is a deadhead, and I'm a, a minor deadhead. I like about four records, so I might not be a deadhead, actually. But we let him stretch his legs on that outro part there into that kind of uh, jammy world, you know. And then, you know, a, a little twist of my home involved in the chorus, you know, the Appalachian part. Right. I, I was thinking on that outro that it kind of reminded me of the Beatles a little bit when they got into some, like, sitar stuff. Um, it had, like, kind of like oh, yeah, Indian yeah. kind of thing to it, you know. I thought that was kind of an interesting. Yeah. So my, my, my other question on that one is, is what is Foxfire Wine? I just I just made it up, man. Okay. <laughs> Foxfire is a song on my last record. Uh, Foxfire is the real thing, but Foxfire wine, it, it might be something I don't know, but I just made it up. But yeah, uh, I like to connect records. You know, uh, there might be on the third, the next record. You know, something about Dope Mountain and and Foxfire on it too. You know, I like I like connecting things and keeping them going. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm a home brewer, so anytime I see a reference to um, wine or beer or whatever, I'm always kind of interested in that. So 
I, I guess it's a yeah. What do you what do you brew? What type of beer? Um, or is it beer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do well. I do beer, um, cider, and uh, I just made a sake actually um, uh, that oh, I bottled okay. last week. But um, le- my last beer that I brewed yeah. was a. It's going to be a bourbon vanilla bourbon porter. Damn. <laughs> so not just necessarily the IPA stuff, huh? No, I feel like IPAs are a little overdone. Um, I, I still like them. I don't drink them, but some people do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I don't drink a lot of beer these days, actually. So. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, it's not a, a moral choice. It's just. I drink more beer on, on the road. I drink hardly any at home. Uh, coffee about all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I could mention all the other things I partake in, but <laughs> my kids might hear this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there's other things too. Uh, Corey Brennan once, yeah. once Corey Brennan once said that there's, he found more songs at the bottom of a coffee cup than the bottom of a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I, I don't. I can't recall ever being drunk and wanting to write a song. But everybody's different. I I don't. I'm not creative at all when I'm inebriated. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, the the title track is uh, North Georgia Rounder, and um, I thought that was a real standout tune as well. And uh, I love I love the line about the uh, pipe tobacco, um, uh, a bowl of pipe cured tobacco. And um, I was just interested in, in in where that one came from as well. The song or that line? Or just uh, well, the both. song is... Yeah, well, sometimes I feel like that's a um, song about me, you know, kind of autobiographical. That's A rounder, to me, doesn't necessarily equate negative traits. It, to me, it also just means moving around, playing music, traveling, you know, but I think the standard definition is not a good person. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I feel like I love creating worlds, you know, like, you know, Faulkner and Garcia Marquez, they created these worlds and you have to name things for it to become a real place, you know, so I have to, I want to put North Georgia forward, so that's why I titled it that, but um, the song is just like a roving kind of uh, troubadour dude and uh it's a hybrid actually I, I wrote something about it in an interview recently uh, the chorus and the verses came from two songs that i never finished and i just mashed these two up and it, so the courses was uh i was reading a book I imagine that huh uh by this folklorist from uh, uh carolina i can't remember which one north or south but he wrote a book called down by yeah, I can't remember the name of the book, but it's about a uh, slave plant- plantation in South Carolina called Georgetown <clears throat> in All Saints Parish. So that chorus was a song that I'd written about from the, you know, the perspective point of view of a, a slave. So there ain't no master of this man and that kind of thing came from that. But it also is how I feel about things as well. You know, the, the industry is not my master you know spotify is not my master and you know that kind of thing yeah, yeah. Well, what about that um uh, pipe tobacco uh, line where'd that come from uh yeah i used to smoke a pipe years ago just for fun but uh 
it's just part of life for the old timers. You know, they smoke pipes. <laughs> so I just threw that line in there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. Just lines like that are the things that just, um, I don't know, it just kind of like sparks. It, it kind of pops open in your head like a real vivid image, you know, and um, it, it doesn't really like, it's not the crux of the song or anything, but it's just like, I don't know, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just interesting. I know what you mean. Yeah, like the images, they carry some weight too, even though if they don't have like a big role, they carry some weight somehow. They put you there at least. Yeah. Yeah, and that uh, tobacco is another thing. Most people say these days with the Y on it, but it seems to work. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty old-timey. I like that. Yeah. All right, well. I'm a grandpa at heart, man. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm I'm growing into my age as I get older. I'm 44 now, and uh, the older I get, I'm, yeah. the more comfortable I feel. I'm like, I was, I was always kind of an old man. Yeah, exactly. We just finally start embracing it and don't give a shit what people think about <laughs> these things we're into, you know? Absolutely. Well, um, this album is, is, is coming out next month. And um, do you have any other um, uh, projects that you're working on? Are you gonna you're gonna be touring um, behind this album? Uh, what's on the What's on the horizon for you? Yeah, man. Uh, 2023 is gonna be my busiest year touring for sure. Um, we're coming out. I think our first show of the year is the 26th or something like that. But uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hit it hard. I don't think I've ever played more than a hundred shows in a year. And I think we'll be pushing more towards 150 uh, next year. You know, I have children, so I have to plan accordingly. So it's a little tougher to just road dog it. But, uh, if it's done smart and, uh, with a plan, it can be done. So yeah, we'll be touring a lot, a lot of festivals in the summer and I'm always writing. So as soon as they, let me release another record. <laughs> we'll do it. You know, I think we got to give it two years. You know, that's usual shelf life of how long you can work a record. But these days they're wanting them quicker. Not not the industry, but the, the folks. You know, the people that listen to your music. But I get it. You gotta, but you gotta, you gotta be patient. <laughs> All right. Well, um. If uh, people want to find out more about you online, uh, social media, buy merch on the website, stuff like that, what, what what's the best place to look for you on the internet? Uh, yeah, ponybradshaw.net or uh, the Instagram. Um, I wish I didn't have to do all the social media apps, but that's Instagram and uh, the website is a pretty easy way to get, get in touch and see tour dates and order records and t-shirts and stuff awesome all right man well sure. i really like the album i think it sounds amazing <clears throat> you got Thank some great you, songs on there Appreciate you. so yeah all right thanks for connecting today yeah man thanks a lot thanks for listening don't forget to like and subscribe to the show and tell a friend it really does help until next time everybody have a good one <laughs>